Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. Today, we're recording live at the New Jersey Metro Philadelphia Annual HFMA Meeting here in Atlantic City. And joining me is Ed Eichhorn, who is the co-author of a book entitled Healing American Healthcare. Ed, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. It's great to be here. So Ed just gave a uh, dynamic keynote talk here at the conference. And uh, just to give you sort of an idea of the, of the flavor of that, Ed took us through um, current proposals that are out there, uh, both by uh, the Republican candidates uh, for president as well as the Democratic candidates, uh, some background on what's driving costs in the healthcare system, as well as some of the suggestions that were made uh, in his book, Healing American Healthcare, for getting us to a point where we have universal healthcare coverage in the United States. So, Ed, I'm going to ask you to maybe just talk a little bit about some of the proposals that are that are out there and, and how they contrast with what you're suggesting in sure. the book. So why don't we start there? Well, I think the proposals that we see in the newspapers and on the debate stage with the Democratic candidates are the ones that people are becoming most familiar with. And that is uh, primarily Medicare for all or en- enhancing Obamacare. Those are the two uh, that get the most traction right now. And Medicare for all is a bit controversial because it provides much improved benefits and much lower costs for individuals uh, with great changes in the way we do things in our country. So it uh, would put everyone on Medicare. It would provide vision, hearing, long-term care as well. There'd be no co-pays, no deductibles, which people would really like. But on the other hand, everyone would have to pay a health care tax According to Bernie Sanders' plan, uh, anyone who is extremely wealthy would be paying 70% of their income to support this, and stock transaction taxes would be at the rate of the seller. So if you're at the 30% rate, you would pay 30% when you uh, sell stock. Also, it would eliminate the insurance industry and a significant number of healthcare jobs, uh, which would be in the range of 2 million jobs would be eliminated. It would also Uh, Although it's not discussed much, it would control all of the budgets for all of the hospitals in the United States and all of the staffing uh, for nurses and doctors in all of the hospitals. And, you know, I think that's something Americans might not really like too much. And the other important thing to consider is there's a lot of uh, uh, discussion about what the cost might be. Uh, The estimates for the cost of Medicare for All vary from an increase of 3.2% trillion a year to a reduction of 600 billion a year and I think that has to be refined a whole lot more yeah and and so when you contrast that with what the Republicans have or perhaps may be talking about in, in the coming months as uh, some litigation unfolds uh, related to Obamacare what do you, what do you see there Ed? well it, um, they are really not sharing a universal health care plan uh, they are talking about uh, reducing the cost of drugs uh, they're talking about uh, helping Americans to be better shoppers for health care and drug therapies uh, to reduce cost, expanding health savings account opportunities so people could pay for care uh, with pre-tax dollars. Um, those are all good things, but uh, they really aren't discussing a comprehensive plan at this time. And um, 
other um, evaluators and uh, people who write commentary for major newspapers uh, say things that I agree with. And they say two things. One is the Republicans really don't want to develop a plan until they know who they're uh, actually running against. And the second thing is uh, until the uh, constitutional challenge to Obamacare is finalized in the Fifth District Court and in the Supreme Court, they won't really know if the constitutionality of Obamacare has been eliminated or is supported. So knowing those two things would allow them to decide how they want to position where they want to be on health care in the next election. You know, uh, if it's Medicare for all, I believe they'd have one set of strategies, probably calling that a socialistic health care system that uh, their um, supporters and members of their party really wouldn't want. The Biden plan is really an expansion of Obamacare by bringing back the proposals for uh, a national uh, health care option that was in the original plan that didn't make it through the legislative process. And he also wants to provide subsidies for people who earn less than $110,000 a year and also would like to provide free health care for uninsured people who live in the red states that have uh, rejected Obamacare's expansion of Medicaid. Uh, but his plan is also pretty expensive. It would cost $750 billion over 10 years. Now, these increases in costs are in a country where we already have the highest cost of health care in the world. Our per capita cost is double the average cost of the Organization for Economic and Cooperative Development uh, Nations of uh, the United Nations. So I think um, they're doing the right thing in not broadcasting a plan until they know what they're actually competing against. And so with both of these plans, depending on which angle you, you approach this from, mm -hmm. uh, we can look at it through a lens, I think, of, of four healthcare improvement goals that you stated mm -hmm. in, in your talk. And you know, it would seem as though some of the plans address some of those goals and, mm -hmm. and others another set of those goals. Why don't you talk to us about what, what those four goals are and then we can transition into uh, all care, which you discuss in the book. Sure. Well, we believe, and as many others believe, in fact, uh, Zeke Emanuel at the University of Pennsylvania, who was a part of uh, Obama's team that developed Obamacare, has said that we should have universal health care. We should reduce the cost of health care. We should reduce the cost of bureaucracy in, in our health care system. And we should work to improve outcomes. And we believe those four goals are, are the ones that we should be focusing on as we design a new health care system. Now, the, the proposals from the Democratic uh, candidates generally provide universal health care. However, um, they're more expensive. And they will increase the cost of health care. And um, M4A, Medicare for All, would also increase the bureaucratic nature, uh, bureaucratic nature of health care because they would like to control how hospitals are staffed and what their budgets are. That would have to add staff to the Department of Health and Human Services to accomplish that. So um, that's where they are. The, the Republicans have proposed things that I mentioned earlier that might help to reduce the cost of health care, but they haven't talked about uh, bureaucracy or improving outcomes or uh, universal health care. Yep. So, uh in your book, Healing uh, American Healthcare, you suggest a program uh, called All Care, 
which you've taken a look at, which ostensibly looks at those four goals and, and mm-hmm. attempts to address them all. So why don't, why don't you walk us through the, some of the highlights of that plan? Obviously, there's a whole book about them, but, but sure. tell us a little bit about um, what you propose in there. Okay, I'm happy to do that. Um, there are two basic ways that countries provide health care. Uh, one is uh, through the British system, and the British system is basically uh, health care is provided by tax collection, and there's no primary uh, health payer uh, other than the government. And the German plan, which is uh, all employers have to provide health insurance, and that plan is one that we believe would work in the United States. So we designed a plan based on the German health care plan. All employers would have to provide insurance, and they could buy all care, which would be 30% less than the uh, uh, private insurance, or um, they could buy private insurance, they could be self-insured, but uh, that would reduce the cost of health care for companies by about $180 billion a year. Essentially, individual health insurance would be reduced by about 30%, which would be a significant savings for Americans. The other uh, thing that occurs if everyone has to provide health insurance is that the people who are on Medicaid, who are employed, would get coverage to their employers rather than the government. And that would mean that the government would save another $200 billion a year on that program that could be used to uh, offset the deficit or uh, help to pay for the increase in Medicare patients because it's been reported that 10,000 baby boomers a day sign up for Medicare. So a savings on Medicaid could be used in a couple of ways that would really help the government. We would reduce bureaucracy, would increase efforts to reduce the cost of pharmaceuticals uh, by developing a national negotiation program. We would simplify medical billing that would reduce the cost of billing for hospitals and insurance companies. And we would work with physicians to reduce waste. So if you do all of those things and uh, do them in a committed way, you could save a trillion dollars a year in the United States and improve outcomes, have universal health care, lower cost, and lower bureaucracy. Sad, we appreciate you adding to this very broad discussion that we really do need to have in, in the country, I think, to, to lead us forward to a better place uh, with regard to our, our health care and how it's delivered. Uh, if you'd like to get a copy of Ed's book, it's called Healing American Healthcare. It is available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere else they should look for it? It's available if you live in the New York area. It's in uh, all of the Barnes & Noble stores. It's available on Barnes & Noble online and iTunes. And also it's available uh, from my website, which is healingamericanhealthcare.com. And uh, we look forward to people reading the book and uh, telling us what they think because we believe our plan is a plan about which people could debate and find whatever the best solution is. Uh, We believe our solution is a good one, uh, and we'd uh, like people to give us some feedback to uh, help us develop a better plan for our country. Ed Eichhorn, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. If you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the Hospital Finance Podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest, Drop us a line at update at Bessler.com. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.